Hello and welcome to Hawk Talk Episode 2, Isma Hawk's Geek Culture Podcast, where we talk about geek stuff, nerdy stuff, and all sorts of awesome. I am your host, as always, Danny Shepard, and joining me is Tony Smith. That young. Noel Shefflin. That young. And Jeremy Lee. That young. I don't know what's young, but I'm sure we'll find out soon <laughs> enough. So, this is our... Uh, Second episode of Hawk Talk, and uh, we've got a couple topics to bring to the table. Uh, some yes. super really here. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, yes, we do. Yes, yes. yes. Am, I, am I Bane? Am I Bane? Am I Bane? Am I Bane? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> here we go. Uh, it, it ha- so it, it begins. Has, it has begun. Mortal Kombat. I don't think. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, um,. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let Jeremy start us off for today. And uh... mm. All right. So my topic is if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? Disregarding any time-related ones. Damn it. <laughs> okay. You know me too well. <laughs> Just one superpower? One. Just, Just one. one. Yes. Okay. Uh... Hold on. If, if that means if it's only one power, you can't have, like, Wolverine's powers, which means that if you have the claws, you don't get the healing. And if you have the healing, you don't get the, <laughs> exactly. you don't so get the claws. So just one exclusive power. Um, telepathy. Easily. That would be my... Because I feel like that would be the most useful and most efficient. Are we talking about a world of superheroes? Or yes. a world, world of superheroes? Ow. <laughs> there you go. Let me think about it, then. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Honestly, I have no idea what I what I would pick. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think my answer would still remain the same. I don't know, dude. Honestly, I mean, I'd I, like to fly, but I'd also like to be extremely strong. Here's my thing about flight, though, because uh, I was thinking flight would be pretty dope. I was just talking about how cool flight would be, but like, what? oh no, god! <laughs> if you're flying, like flying like Superman, fl- Superman can like fly in the atmosphere and. I, th- I think, like, flying at certain speeds, your body wouldn't be able to handle the speed. Handle, and yeah. Can you only fly as fast as you can run? <laughs> Very true. That would be... That's a really good question, dude. Yeah, wow. because Superman has super strength and yeah. super invulnerability. So maybe he can fly that fast because of how strong he is, which well, would make sense. That's just... But what about someone who rides on a motorcycle? They go maybe 100 miles an hour, and they're fine. Right? Okay, okay, you're right, true, you're but right. They're not, they're not high. They're not in... It's well, what about altitude, skydivers? The, the air, the how thin the air is. But I mean, okay, sky, yeah, you, you see, I don't know. So man. if you have the powers of flight, you could technically make your own suit that has an oxygen gonna... tank. Okay, all right. So you have the oxygen tank, but also now think you now you have to carry around an oxygen tank. You don't have super strength. That is still heavy. Work out. Hey, <laughs> you right though. Actually, I do have one. I would be a super genius, even more so than Bruce Wayne himself. You'd be a, okay, uh, more of enough. a super genius than you already are, Tony. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Shucks. But that—that's the reason why I'd want to be uh, telepathic because I can get into anyone's mind. I can get any information that I want. I can pretty much get anywhere I want. That's pretty good, dude. I want, you know, that's pretty good. I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. There is also no limit to your superpower, whichever you choose. Boom, then Ooh, I can control people, no? Technically, you can. Okay. Mind control, yeah. Like uh, like from Heroes, uh, the, the guy who was a telepath on there, Matt Parkman, he had like crazy like telepath abilities eventually. Yeah, like, yeah the telepaths mm-hmm. could do some crazy stuff. 
Uh, I only watched like the first like 15 to 17 episodes of that show, and then I gave up. Actually, I wasn't really interested. I'm sorry, everyone's gonna fucking hate me, but like, <laughs> no, I wasn't really into it. You're fine, dude. The first season was great, I would say. Yeah. Uh, it ended on a very weak note, I think. It built up to something that was kind of anticlimactic, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the second, third, fourth yeah. seasons, which I watched all of them. Uh, were uh, an abomination. Yeah. An ab- an, 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 an I can't even. <laughs> how bad it was. There's no just, word to describe. Just for the record, guys, I just got back from a dentist appointment, had a crown put in. My entire face is that still is numb. So I'm doing the best I can to to speak right now. I promise you, I don't have a speech impediment. <laughs> Uh, so you're a telepath and you were what? Super genius. Honestly, dude, I'm sorry that I was laughing so hard, but I forgot that half your face is numb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh my God. Yo, Adrian. <laughs> Adrian. What about hey. you? What would your superpower be? I would have picked telepath, like yeah. Charles Xavier's powers. Exactly. It's, mm. it's always the most useful, it seems. And, and most efficient, like, absolutely. Exactly. Hello, Seems to be the most common superpower that people gravitate towards is either flying or mind powers. Mm-hmm. Or strength. Of... Yes, that people... too. You can tell the people who go for the mind powers of the sociopaths. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, shark, guys. <laughs> oh. What about you? You know you me too one? well. Yeah. Uh, so, so while all you crazy people are controlling minds and stuff like that, since I can't do the space-time continuum, which is always my go-to power, always go with the space-time continuum. Like Manhattan? Like just like, like Dr. Manhattan or Hiro oh Nakamura gosh, from Heroes? Dude, right? Like your powers are pretty much like all of Xavier's powers. It's pretty much Xavier's powers without the mind stuff. You can teleport. You can transport yeah. yourself in time. Um, you can stop time. You can fast forward time. You can do anything you want. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, but since I can't do that, uh, can I tap into the speed force and get super speed and everything that goes along with that? I that's don't... technically one power. That's true. That's Because no. that's, that's the flash. That is the Flash, but no, 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 no. But the Flash also has a healing ability, doesn't he? Okay, he does. mi- minus the healing ability, fine. Okay, so exclusively just the healing just, ability, super healing? No, 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 no. No, no. just exclusively just, the speed. Just the speed. Oh, just the, the speed? But the speed force. Ooh. Okay. So it's like tapping into the speed force, which means I can run, Yeah. but I can run so fast that I can phase through solid objects. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Uh, like, can you imagine? Going dude, that fast. I know. Dude, the flashlight powers are like ridiculous. He just keeps breaking barriers and like, what the heck, man? (laughs) (laughs) The flash is awesome, (laughs) but yeah, it can't. So that means uh, with super speed, I can phase my my body through solid matter. I can also run so fast that time will slow down around me, and I can also run so fast that I can even potentially tap into the speed force and allow myself to go back in time. It's one power. It's all one power. I know. I was just about to mention that because Flash has traveled back in time before using his speed. Can your cheater. Can your body endure that speed without the healing ability? That's what the speed force is. The okay. speed force is what allows him to run at super speeds without melting. Okay. I think uh, Danny had some time to really, really think about this one, guys. I've been thinking <laughs> really about do. this since I was a kid. Honestly, so. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I haven't thought about it in the terms that Jeremy presented it in. Fair I enough. never thought about it like, oh, I only get one? Nah, oh, man, come on. Just exclusively one, and but there's no limit to it. Oh, so there you go. I'm really surprised no one said money. 
No one said Bruce Wayne's power. You know what? You know what? It is his power, but I did say Bruce Wayne's power because he's not just super extremely genius. rich. He's he's a super genius, man. That's the reason why he. So can if beat you're a super everybody. genius, you could potentially Bec- figure out ways to become rich. Hey, exactly. man, limitless, like- limitless, dude. I did say money. If you're, I can do anything I want. The cool thing about also being a super genius, what comes along with that territory, is you can build like Iron Man armor because. Bruce Wayne technically has a higher IQ, according to the internet, than okay. Tony Stark. Oh! So, if, oh. if that's the case, then Bruce Wayne has the ability to build the same sort of super suits as, uh, as Tony Stark. By the way, uh, just watch me burn for that comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Everyone's going, no. The, some, 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 some Marvel fanboys like, that's not true. <laughs> I remember this one time when me and my brother were kids. Uh, we came up with just ridiculous superpowers that we could have, and one of them was the ability to make someone sick from plastic. <laughs> so, you know, like BPA. <laughs> BPA, man. The BPA Avenger. So you could summon plastic anywhere, just create plastic out of thin air. The BP Avenger. <laughs> Cellophane Man. Is your cape made out of plastic, too? I don't know if that's a good man. power Guys, or not, but. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> But it Slowly. depends who you're fighting against. <laughs> I guess. Guys, if, if you could have the power of flight, but you could only fly three feet off the ground, would you take it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you could still fly. I but, could. like, how fast could you go? Because they Not fast. No, 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 no. No, okay. why would I do yeah. that? <laughs> I could just run. Well, here's a question, though. Here's another question. Three feet off of whatever surface you're on, or three feet above sea level, or three feet above the horizon? Three, be- three feet above wherever your feet are currently planted. Okay. But you can only stay up for a total of five seconds. Dude, no. <laughs> you know what? I you would take it. Flying. You know what? That would be awesome because I would it's take it. I could jumping. literally jump off of any ledge, any height, and still survive. Yeah. Because I'd jump off the ledge and just land like three feet like above a, the ground. Like a cushion. Yeah, exactly. So it's a buffer zone. Five just... seconds later, you'll fall. Yeah. Well, it's just like, dude, like, that's no, fine. that's stupid. I guess I could I'm never. Just, you could just jump. Like, I'd build like gliders in like a costume and then I'd be. Dude, yeah. That, you could have a wingsuit and jump, base jump off a building and then land without a parachute. Imagine how fun that would be. I don't know, dude. I, this is going to go like way off topic, but I randomly just got really interested in The Incredibles. I don't know why. Because I guess we're like talking about dude, having this, powers. Yeah. It's one of the best Disney movies <laughs> okay. ever. Dude, so, so here's another question, though. If you had that one exclusive power, would you keep it a secret? No, hell no. Why not? Why why would you keep it? Would you no, would you keep your identity a secret? Hell yes. Yeah. yeah. That that yeah. changes things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh I can tap into the speed force. So of course I am. A lot of people <laughs> I, I, and I'm gonna go by the quick. What the oh quick. my god. The the quick. Just, what's up with the thes? Like why can't everybody ever come up with anything good? Even in regards to like bands, like the Smiths. The Who. The killers. What about Lay Quick? <laughs> I'm like, no, you could be no. French, dude. Yeah, yeah dude, no, get a go. French mustache and a beret. French people are awesome. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you're not wrong, but you know, it's for those of you listening to the audio version. I was just rolling my eyes <laughs> so hard. <laughs> I was rolling them. I couldn't roll them any harder. Great. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what's the uh, What's the next topic we got, guys? Who wants to go next? Danny. So, all right. So, my topic that I'm bringing to the table for today is uh, 
what was your first or best like childhood superhero memory like what got you into superheroes what like because all of us are big superhero fans all of us have you know been watching the cartoons and watching movies and we're all like like that's a medium we've all been really inundated in and you know our entire lives i mean shit we made a a web series about nightwing and we spent two years on it all right like good yeah. Really? <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Really? I I, hadn't... I completely forgot about that. I missed that. I, I totally forgot about those three or four months. I just sat in front of my computer every day doing special effects. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> uh, I have an answer to that. Go for it. Every time. It's the Batman animated series, the original animated series. Specifically, uh, the episode where Robin quits. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite one every time. Also, along with that is the uh, the Batman. So in conjunction during the animated series, there was a comic run for a holiday special, 1995, I believe. Not either 95 or 97. There's a holiday special specifically where it's just like a collection of uh, little short stories in the Batman universe. And one of them is the story of Mr. Freeze. I'm sure you guys are familiar. Yep. Where... Mr. Freeze breaks out of Arkham Asylum and he goes like and freezes Gotham City yeah. and Batman searches for him ends up in the cemetery. What killed the dinosaurs? Okay, sorry Jeremy. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. And I just remember gravitating towards that because it's like such great storytelling. Even if it wasn't in a superhero universe, it still would have stand out on its own. Right on. So nice like, answer, dude. You like seeing Robin quit? Yes. And punching Batman in the face? Like yeah. That. that was crazy, yeah. dude. Oh, I my God. That. <laughs> I, that, like, when we were writing Nightwing the series, I remember that was always a huge thing that, that was in my head uh, when it, even, like, it was almost like a, a lot of people don't know this, but the first draft of that Nightwing script, it was literally that moment. Like, that exact scene. Because Except without... Barbara wasn't always. Barbara wasn't. On the Barbara roof. wasn't on the roof. That was the only. It difference. was. A, it was the same. She was. She was in a hospital this yeah. time, and they were on the roof of the hospital. But like, it was that moment where, uh, like, we had crafted the same. Even some of the dialogue was reminiscent, and I, yeah. it was just because that that scene. I know, and like, I know when me and Jeremy like. We're talking about it. This was a scene that like impacted both of us tremendously, and one of the big things we wanted to include. Granted, we like uh, we eventually adapted it to a, a graveyard. We had another writer, Chris Forsyth, who who helped adapt that for us. And uh, and personally, I think it's better. It's yeah. it's more of an homage yeah, uh, exactly. to the original scene. As you don't opposed get to... him throwing the cape down though, with the mask. Yeah. That yeah. was a cool move. But you know, on the other hand, the... we got an awesome slow motion shot of walking away in a graveyard. Yeah, we did. I mean, come <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, we did in that peacoat. Ooh, and the him. music. I, I love the music. I listen to it all the time. Oh, yeah, Like, man. in my car while driving. Just the... Dude, Big Johnny. shout out Johnny, dude. Johnny. Dude, <laughs> what's up, man? Every he killed time. it. Yeah, like, John Siklinski, our, uh, our composer for Nightwing, is just like... God, the guy is so talented. Dude, <laughs> I just talked to him about composing a score for us. Uh, yes. Nice. What, did what, what did you just say? Nothing. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. Moving on. We'll move on. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, My first uh, superhero experience, uh, I had a, there actually I had two. I had one with a toy and then one actually seeing superheroes in action. So the first, I remember the first toy I ever had or one of the first toys I remember was a Spider-Man toy. 
and it was a Spider-Man toy that literally could almost bend anywhere. Like he had the the bolt, like he the got articulation with the, yeah. with the articulation with the little balls, exactly, and like <laughs> the and like the rubber bands, like the small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we just can I, can I just I pause those. you for a second yeah, and say how awesome? Like action figures with a lot of articulation were when oh you were a kid. Oh my god, they yeah. were, dude! They were the best because you could move them however you wanted. Dude, like action figures when we were kids kind of sucked. Like if you look at some of this, I was looking at some of the stuff the kids have now, and I'm like, this is bullshit. Okay, <laughs> I know, right? Dude, have you seen their Nerf guns? Dude, oh my are, god, the Nerf like, guns are ridiculous. I'm sorry, what? those aren't Nerf guns anymore. They're Nerf assault rifles. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they have like those automatic uh, drum machines where you attach on the bottom yeah, of the gun. You just roll. It's like a fifty cow. It's like freaking D Day all over again. It's like what is this? What is this crap, dude? Like my little, I was looking at my little brother, and he's like four years. He's not even four years old. He's like three years old, and he's playing with like articulated GI Joes with like goatees and like color of goatees exclusive to action figures of today, and like certain color hair that doesn't like rub off when you play with it for too long. Like what the hell is going on here? They even have those figures now where there's augmented reality. You put like on an app on your phone or your iPad, you point at the figure and you see it in 3D. And it's like, what the f- What? Man. I didn't even what know that. Neither did I. That's what? absurd. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? The future. Imagine? But I think, honestly, I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise for our generation because now we strive to make those situations rather than have them handed to us. You know what I mean? At a young age. So I think, I don't know. I like we look, weren't, I, ha- we didn't yeah. have all the cool toys. I got you, I got you. Like I, think, like, I think that's kind of a blessing. Like now, like, us guys that were so so inundated in superheroes and, and those action figures that couldn't move, so we went out and were like, "You got to use your imagination a lot yeah, more." Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to exactly. use your imagination. You got to you got to grow up here, and you're like, "Dude, what if he could move though?" <laughs> oh my, my god! I think my favorite part. I just about- imagine he's lifting up his arm and bending it. Bending his elbow right now. The worst were the Dragon Ball Z toys because they didn't move at all, and I right. those yeah, are the dude, ones that should that? move. Yeah, like, like, dude, come on, man, you gotta go Super Saiyan, get Super Saiyan with your arms straight down. Yeah, bro, it looked like a little bitch. They were either straight down or they were just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And, but it, they were in a way that was like super abnormal. Yeah, like, like, humans don't bend physically comfortable. Like, who, who, de- who designed this? First of all, who designed it? And Bandai. Then who, yeah. Who made the manufacturing? Shout out to Bandai, though. Shout, I love shout out figures. to Bandai. Oh, I had so many. Dude, remember the Burger King ones or the McDonald's ones? Oh, yes. Burger King, Burger King, yeah. yeah. Always had those. Dude, yeah, those Burger King toys, those were, I, what, what were we, like fourth grade when those came yeah, out? Probably. And... Yeah, I mean, it was like seven. For those of you who are too young to remember those, they were Dragon Ball Z toys that he gave out at Burger King back when, like, Burger King and McDonald's gave out legit toys. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they had a little stand, and they were, like, silver, but they were painted. Oh, my yeah. God. You remember that? I remember. I thought that. you were talking about something else. I remember those, dude. <laughs> I can't remember what happened to mine. They were like super gritty, and they yeah. looked like they looked like they were like metal statues. Yeah. Like they were painted like yep. like with this very. Uh, uh, I'll post a picture <laughs> in the video version, but they were dope. Yeah, they that were freaking cool. awesome. I'd never finished collecting all of them, and I then a them few all. months later, they released another version, which completely sucked. Where. Uh, the hand came up and you had the little like yeah. blast and you pressed the button in the back and they blasted out and those like what I was holding the original and then I held that one I was like bro like I know <laughs> I'm a kid but come on I can tell there was <laughs> even build quality to those silver ones like yeah, they actually right? they weren't like this cheap plastic like they were actually they were like, like a rubber weren't they yeah it was like a rubberized plastic they were they were not hollow they were full mm-hmm. uh, completely and it wasn't that like that hard plastic on the bottom and then torso you can even push in because yeah. it's yeah. plastic yeah. 
Like, it was pretty sturdy. We really are talking about action figures right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. So, next superhero this experience. Is, this, is, this is happening. So, okay, my, the Spider-Man toy was my superhero experience. And the next one was uh, the X-Men cartoon. This is probably why I like X-Men so much. Because <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's one Every time, first. never fails. <laughs> 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 So that was my first uh, superhero cartoon, and I remember I completely fell in love with Gambit. I'm like, this dude's a badass. I can't really understand what he's saying all the time, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, another, that's, that's another reason why I like him. Because <laughs> So Gambit is my favorite superhero because of that show. I liked his hair. His I, hair. Liked his hair. I liked his hair. He had cards. I don't know if he smoked cigarettes in the show, but in the comics he was smoking cigarettes. I'm I feel like, like he smoked show. cigarettes. This is like the James Dean of... The cartoon? Well, he had the gloves too, though. He looked like he smoked cigarettes. What <laughs> <laughs> the hell does that mean? <laughs> he's got the gloves. He's got the, he's got the finger gloves, you know, like the biker gloves. Like he works out of, on his Of course, of course. Fingerless so he can hold his cigarette yeah. with, uh, yeah. with a little bit more And then also use his iPhone 6. So what's your first superhero <laughs> experience? <laughs> Danny? Uh, I mean, uh, I, I guess I'll figure something else out because and Batman the Animated Series was definitely my superhero experience uh, that like pushed everything forward for me. But I guess that's why uh, that's why me and Jeremy made Nightwing the series because yeah. we're because we're Batman fans at heart. <laughs> um, I got I, it had to have just been all the cartoons uh, that we watched. Dude, when we were kids. Return of the Joker. Oh my god, Return of the Joker. We were already like, I think. I remember when that was. Yeah, I, but I remember you to, seeing sorry, that. You're referring to Batman Beyond, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. So when that came out, I remember falling in love with superheroes again because, like, there was a period in between when the animated series, like, I kind of fell off the map, and the Justice League of America, like, I I wasn't watching much superhero movies at the time or shows, but then when Return of the Joker came out, I was like, oh my god, yeah, dude. I need to keep watching, like. Yeah, that dude. one was amazing. I still dude. have that movie in cassette, like nice. plastic, like in cassette. It is at my mother's house right now, dude. I still <laughs> have that movie. Uh, I, I think like like uh, I remember the Spider-Man animated series was a big one for me. I love that one. Watching it, the, the, this is the hilarious thing: <laughs> watching Spider-Man the animated series and watching Batman the animated series. Batman the animated series holds up. Spider-Man does not. The movement is very like stiff and blocky. Like the characters are 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 just gratuitously buff. Like yeah. they're just overly buff, yeah. like '90s style, where they're just like, why are they so mass? Why is Spider-Man so massive in this adaptation? And Joker wasn't in the animated series. He was like, like him and Batman were like triangles. Yeah, but were. I mean that that was the that was the art style. What like yeah. that was the art style in the in the. Uh, DC animated universe. They're very boxy. And yeah, yeah. Where they were like very square. But like, like Spider Man actually was like super. And also, like Batman's supposed to be buff. That's true. Spider Man is like inherently so, supposed to be very lean mm. and like skinny and like like very cut. Yeah. But like he looks, it, he looks like as buff as like Batman should be. So it's like it looks a little bit awkward. It looks dated, is what it is. Whereas Batman the animated series, like they're still drawing. Shows in that art style. Yeah, I mean, dude. Like, every frame of Batman animated series, you could it could be a painting, it could be a wallpaper. You know, pause yeah. it at any. You time. guys have really good observations about this, dude. Honestly, dude, because I never art really, style. I really never ever looked at like I remember not liking Spider Man, the Ultimate Spider Man, 
I think that's what he was called or something in this in the series in the mm-hmm. animated series. No, in the, in the original animated series, it was just Spider Man animated okay, series. Maybe there was, was Spider Man Unlimited, which was like him maybe traveling. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Him, him like traveling to a different planet with animal people. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was really weird. Anyway, yeah, it was it was stupid. I just remember not liking it, and some of the observations you guys are bringing to the table, mm-hmm. I definitely can relate to. Those. Dude, that's maybe maybe that's why the underlying reason why I didn't like it. Yeah. The another similar note: the art style for like. Samurai Jack, for example. Oh my God! Beautiful. And Samurai, 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 Samurai. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! Now wanna Jack? Now wanna Jack? Jack? Hello, Jack. <laughs> Dude, the art style is like—it's not just they're drawing animated cartoons. It's literally a story point. Like they make it so incredible that it's just—it's like cinematography, like act, like for movies, live-action films. Their animation is literally their cinematography. Agreed, dude. I agreed. I, lo- I love the contrast between Samurai Jack and all the, like, he could be in a jungle or had, like, a tomb or yeah. something, and the color contrast between him dude. and his background was unreal, My dude. favorite episode of Minimalist Samurai Jack. before Minimalist was cool. Yeah, yeah, right? Dude, my favorite Samurai Jack episode, I still remember, is when Samurai Jack was fighting against the, uh, the Dark Ninja, the Shadow Ninja. Oh and my he was God, like, so Samurai dude. Jack is wearing all white, mm-hmm. and the, that that scene was literally just black and white, <clears throat> and the only color was Samurai Jack's skin. So like, there's light and shadow everywhere. There's light is all white. Everywhere there's shadow is all black. So the Shadow Ninja would just hide in the shadows, and Samurai Jack would be in the light. And so they blended and they would like switch back and forth. Dude, it was insane. Crazy. So minimal. I need to look that up. That yeah, sounds dude. awesome. <laughs> sounds uh, uh, back on uh, on uh, on using that as to kind of go back to Batman the Animated Series. Uh, sorry, I was having a stroke there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, did you guys know that the original Batman the Animated Series, uh, they actually drew all the animation, all the pictures on a black piece of paper. It was all drawn on black. So uh, that's why like that show is, is very dark in tone because the paper they're using is black. Mm-hmm. Which I is, remember you telling me something like that. Yeah. Even before the podcast. Yeah. I remember you telling me something like that, and I didn't know that. Um, I loved the, but I can I can look back now. I'm like, okay, that definitely makes sense because I remember the darker tones in that animation were were definitely pulled out. Yeah. Sometimes frame by frame, you can even go back right now and go on YouTube and pause frame by frame. You can definitely see those darker tones. Sometimes kind of you could see like uh, when they. Uh, when Batman's like in the shadows and there's like some guys talking and then you just see these white eyes and they just yeah, like, yeah. they just squint in yeah dude, and like so and it's sick. just on black and dude ah, so that reminds cool. me of the moment in a new adventures of Batman and Robin where Bane shows up and <laughs> I know you're gonna do it you're gonna do it this is ah <laughs> but uh so dude that moment insane Bane knocks open a door and Batman goes flying back and Batman's like. You just see his eyes, and it closes down to those slivers. He's like Bane. <laughs> he's like, I'm glad you, I'm glad you remember me, Mr. Wayne. Goes up and just, I'm glad you remember me, face. Mr. Wayne. Darkness is your ally. <laughs> Tony, what's your uh, first superhero experience? First superhero experience. Actually, I was a huge um, Tim Burton Batman fan. Nice. Like when I was younger, yep. dude, I didn't watch. The animated series until I was I was actually in my teens, which is surprising. Until I was already a man. <laughs> already a man. Uh, anyways, well, I actually go ahead. No, by all means, Jeremy. No, go ahead. Just um, I I uh, I was actually really into uh, villains. 
No, I, I wanted to the, be. I wanted to be the Joker. Dude, Jack Nicholson was. Amazing. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was enamored by Jack Nicholson, and maybe because I don't know why. I just uh, I had to ha- think for antiheroes. Because man. he had that giant ass revolver. Dude. Yeah, you dude, that, that was super cool. So dude. He, like he holds it straight yeah, out. Dude. He'd walk in and Prince was playing. I'd be like, hell yes, I want to be that guy. Like, give me a purple suit and a cool ass hat. Like, that's who I want to be. Some two tones. You can you can still do that. They're called pimps. They exist. Oh yeah, that's good. Pimps with crazy okay, then- faces. That makes cool. sense. And makeup. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scare tactic. Look, you're not describing anything that's not a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> but you have yet to describe a characteristic that doesn't describe a pimp. So, I mean, yeah, you're on track. Uh, Tony, you want to be a pimp. Cool. Fun fact, I did not see Batman, the first Batman movie, until I was well in my teens. Really? Yeah. I didn't see the first one. Um, that surprises me. I was I was actually scared of those movies because they were really dark when I was a kid. I was a Frady cat. Totally of everything. <laughs> a Frady cat. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I was terrified of those movies, but there is something about them that I was so drawn to. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was Michael Keaton's beautiful face. Or I don't know what it I was, was. I was scared of the second one because your boy Danny DeVito was, was a creep. Terrifying. Disgusting. Just, ah, yeah. just ah. ate that guy's nose. Yeah, yeah bro. Oh, Dude, he's like, he's like, could be worst. Like, <laughs> I could be bleeding profusely from my nose. He's like... <laughs> Bleeding profusely. He's like, oh my god, dude. I was like, damn. Jesus Christ. What the heck? Is, is that what the line was? Yeah, dude. It's like, it, just, it could be worse. It could be gushing blood from my nose. And he's like, gushing blood from my nose. And you're just like, uh oh. Uh oh. Like, dude, I'm talking like half a second before you're like, what is he talking? Oh god. <laughs> you're like, oh god. <laughs> Terrible. Christopher Walken, as always, was a creep. Oh, you, yeah. hey, blue berries. Hey, like, hey <laughs> Bruce Wayne, <laughs> you're Batman. He lives again. All right, Bradley Cooper. I'll throw from a bigger building. <laughs> Till then, I got better fish to fry. You're like, <laughs> that definitely wasn't the line, but great, great improv, dude. <laughs> First of all, it's bigger fish to fry, but whatever, dude. Get it. You, you do you, boo boo. You, you do you. Bruce fact, Wayne. Batman suit. Uh, Michael Keaton was wearing Jordans. Just painted over all black. I didn't know that. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I did not awesome. know that. That's really I, cool. I remember hearing something about that. Uh, why? I don't know. I think it was a new model, and they were like, yay, this is perfect for a suit. Was he, what did he say? Just like, hey. Hey. Keaton, you know. I. <laughs> Apparently, Christopher Walken's the one that is the He's costume AD. designer. <laughs> He's ADing. Okay, cool. <laughs> the shoes would look great on you. Yo, you know. <laughs> Again. Oh, man. Let me stop. I'm done. What yes. topic did you bring, Tony? What topic did I bring? Um, I'm actually going to go with, does anybody actually enjoy Wolverine Origins? Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. X-Men, I'm sorry. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Does anybody... What is your opinion of it? I mean, well, you can like it. You don't have to like it. Just give me some good feedback. Fun fact. I haven't seen it. Really? Yeah, I didn't know still, that. Ha- still haven't seen it. I don't know. Never got around to it. So I guess that's kind of an opinion itself, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Sorry. I guess that's kind <laughs> Honestly, of... Honestly, you don't opinion. need to see it. <laughs> okay. Just watch, watch that end fight. Uh... That's really the only thing that you need to watch. Okay. I did There's see a, a clip reason from for it, that. though. 
Uh, <laughs> we I winked did. at the camera if you couldn't see that on the audio. A little bit of dead air, so no, but, uh, so you guys know. <laughs> the only clip I've seen from it, though, is when like it was some part out in the desert or something or outside of a military base and Wolverine destroyed a helicopter and it crashed down. Gotcha. And I remember and he walked away from it in slow motion. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Th- I saw that clip. It was just like a short two, three minutes. And I was like, "This is so ridiculous." Yeah, what is going on, dude? That's not the most ridiculous part of the movie, believe it or not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what? You know what the most asinine part of that movie was is how bad the special effects were. They were insultingly bad. I was looking at some of these special effects, and I'm like, I'm not a visual effects artist. And I could do better visual effects than what you're doing. Honestly, dude, I just, I just want like, does anybody know the director? Can we look that up really quick? Because I just want to know who, who the, who the, who the cast and crew besides, obviously, I mean, Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. I remember the, the, the movie got leaked like an entire month beforehand, before it was finished, and I don't know, like, out of spite, if they just decided not to finish it, or if that's just how the effects (laughs) were. I don't know because Gavin Gavin Hood. Hood. Oh, hmm. I know who he is. <clears throat> He's like Robin Hood, except with Gavin. Oh, okay. Uh, not exactly. That makes sense. He's the guy who did Ed- so. Ender's Game. Oh, that makes sense, too. <laughs> that- <laughs> <laughs> hey, is, is this social I'm commentary? Sorry. Uh, sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay. Um, makes sense. Um, to answer your question, did I enjoy the movie? It's That's a loaded question, because there are parts of the movie that I really liked. For instance, uh, Wade Wilson's part, like his... like Intro, his intro. His intro, yeah. And like anything that when Ryan, Ryan, when Ryan Reynolds was Wade Wilson, all of that was cool. I was totally cool with that. Um, Let me go ahead and throw out there real quick. On top of that, Ryan Reynolds' part, a lot of it was improv mm-hmm. Uh So it's not... It's not the movie that you loved. It's Ryan Reynolds Absolutely. that you loved. <laughs> because, Absolutely. Like they were. They even said like uh, like Hugh Jackman was like, I need to leave the room because he kept on laughing. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. My two favorite. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a really cool. Yeah. Nice, dude. I did not know that. Yeah. My two favorite comic book characters are Deadpool and Gambit, and they. Out of respect, I'll just say they were not done justice in that movie, so I was really upset. So they're. There's a reason why I like really don't like that movie, but there are parts that I like because I was happy that I was finally able to see Gambit on screen, but it's not how I want it. It was Taylor Kitsch, right? Yeah, I don't have a problem with him. It wasn't him that I had a problem with. It was the whole movie that I had you a problem You know what, with. dude? Just kind of, we're going to go back to what you said. Just I'm just going to kind of make a comment about Taylor Kitsch's uh, career. That guy, with the hand that he's been dealt, with every project that he has done, he has done extraordinary on every single one. I mean, like John Carter, I feel so bad for him dude, in regards too. to that freaking movie, dude. Because same. Holy, he did so good, man. But that movie just was there were so many parts that were just so bad. It's just the the movie the marketing. I blame the marketing for that movie because I don't think the movie was bad. No, there were particular. parts about it that were just they weren't answered. There were some there were some questions in that plot and some of the subplots I was just like, Okay, cool. I just I mean, know this character now with some crazy obscure Mars name. <laughs> awesome. Like, tell me who this person is. And I I honestly believe that they should have cut that movie into different separate movies. And then marketed the crap out of it. Yeah. Well, they, like that's one movie in a big series. Right. They were. It was supposed to get sequels, but it totally bombed. Like, wasn't that like one of the biggest? One of the oh, biggest yeah. in Hollywood history. That sucks. It really does suck, dude. Because I remember when I saw that movie, um, uh, I was going to the movies with someone, and we we're like, let's. We wanted to go see a movie, and there was really nothing out. And I'm like, let's see John Carter. I had no desire. None of us, neither of us had any desire to see John Carter. But I'm like, let's just see it. It might be cool. Right. And I was blown away. I was like, dude, that movie was 
so much cooler than I thought it was going to be. Probably because I went with like zero expectations, but I really enjoyed that movie. Same, dude. I, I actually I'm watched a, it. I'm on, a Kitsch fan, so. I'm, I like oh, I'm a huge Kitsch fan. I, first time I saw him was in The Covenant, which you guys can laugh at me all you want. I freaking love that movie, <laughs> dude. I love that movie. I don't know why, but. And like Sebastian Stan, it's like one of his first huge performances. Yeah, yeah dude. And he was the villain. Dude, it was what? awesome. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Cool. See The Covenant. If you haven't seen The Covenant, I mean, don't go into it like. This is Winter Soldier. No. Winter no. Soldier versus Gambit. Yeah, no. Go into it knowing that it was yeah. like one of those. Okay. The demographic was like 12 to 18. It was. It's Girls. about <laughs> preteens. Preteen. Yeah. Female well, preteens. I love Sebastian Stan. Yeah. Uh, I, the first time I've ever seen Sebastian Stan was on Once Upon a Time as. Uh, Mad Hatter. His name? Yeah, as the Mad Hatter. And Gerald. I was like. I was, was like. Gerald. I was watching the show, and you know the show can get kind of ridiculous at times. Obviously, <laughs> that's an understatement, yeah, right? <laughs> but dude, when he was every time he was on screen, I was like, dude, I really like this guy. I wonder who he is. And then I got the news that he was the Winter Soldier, and I was like, fuck yes, <laughs> dude, perfect. And I was so that, and from then on, I was so excited to see Winter Soldier. Nice, honestly, dude. Um, he was one of those actors as like a teen that I didn't. I mean, I wasn't. I was into acting. I was one of those guys that like, oh man, that actor, that actor. I was, and it was weird. I didn't really think that I was like, I wanted to be an actor someday. But he was one of those guys that I remembered, explicitly remembered from Sebastian? when I just, yeah, Sebastian Stan is who I'm talking about. And yet, I don't know why. I was just like, God, there's something about that guy, about his intention and his his push forward towards his objective that I just, I love about that guy on screen. There's something about Sebastian. Yeah, something about Sebastian. Sebastian. Dude, like, that just, the Winter Soldier, man. Yeah, <laughs> Like, the Winter Soldier. I Enough just, can't, I can't just, I can't hype up that movie enough. Winter Soldier, first of all, is the best villain that any Marvel movie has ever seen. Agreed. Like, Marvel, I think, has done an amazing job at creating, like, really dynamic main characters, but the villains always seem to fall short. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was amazing, but the villain was kind of weak. I mean, granted, they couldn't make it, like, this amazing villain because we had to develop, like, five characters. <laughs> Even six, if you count, like, Yondu. You know what, dude? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to challenge you on that, dude. I'm gonna have to push you back a little bit because Loki is a cool-ass villain. Okay, okay. Uh, Alright, yeah. alright. Let me... Let me True. Loki is... Let a- me, besides Loki. Okay, I, I totally <laughs> forgot about Loki for a second, but other than... So, other than Loki... Winter Soldier, for sure. Winter Soldier. Agreed. Loki's also, like... I, I think he's overhyped. I can, I can see why a lot of people like Loki. He's a cool character. But, like... Honestly, actually, now that I, I think about it, in that movie, Thor is the one who falls to the wayside, and Loki's the one who shines. Yep. And, too. and just the those just, movies in just general. Just in general, dude. He... That's because, dude, I didn't like the character of Loki at all in the comics or in, like, the, the mm-hmm. video games. Like, he was annoying as hell. But Tom Hiddleston... Killed it. He's one of those. It's one of those characters that like is is a Star Lord. Yeah. Like without Chris Pratt or or is an Ant Man. Without Paul Rudd, I'm not sure. We and yet well, we have yet to see. Paul. Let, let's let's see, see Ant Man before yeah. we make. We have to see Paul as Ant Ant Man, but like <laughs> Paul is Ant. <laughs> Paul is Ant. I abbreviated both those. Hashtag Paul is Ant. Um, Paul is Ant. Hashtag make it. Do it. Gotcha. Dude, stop. So <laughs> do people do people like Loki because of Tom Hiddleston or because of the character? Yes. Right. Yeah, right. for sure. So. The Winter Soldier, like, people like the Winter Soldier not because of, well, yeah, because of Sebastian Stan, too, but that wasn't the whole reason. Like, yeah. the character itself is yeah. really, exactly. really well that's written. not the reason why they enjoy that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Winter, Winter Soldier in general is just an awesome, awesome character. Um, He's just misunderstood. 
I mean, he was kind of brainwashed by the Russians in the comic book. Yeah, no, the, win- right. the Winter Soldier. Oh, that reminds me. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about Mickey Rourke as uh, what's his face in Iron Man? My Borth. Oh, my Borth. Iron Man too. I thought he was the best. Shut, go, go to hell. Uh, <laughs> Iron Man two. Iron Man two is arguably the worst Marvel movie that's been made of all time. Of all time, yeah. No, not of all time. Probably the Fantastic Four <laughs> was the worst. Okay. And I'm talking about the Fantastic Four one that was like... With the... No, no, pre-Chris Evans. There was one before that. It was really bad. There was also a 90s Captain America movie that was also... (laughs) Wait, wasn't there like a Lou Ferrigno Hulk that was really bad too? That was a show. That was a show, and that was actually really popular. Well, yeah, I thought they had a movie. They didn't make a movie? Okay, they never made a feature. There may have been a TV movie, but... Yeah. There was Hulk, just Hulk, uh, with Eric Bana... Everyone, oh, yeah, everyone was... remembers how fantastic God, that, that movie was. That was amazing. So good. Uh, okay, like, just did anybody dislike? Did anybody actually like Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton? Fun fact: I never saw the Incredible Hulk, guys. Wow. <laughs> okay. You're such a Norton like fan, dude. And I I'm know. Surprised. I don't know why. And Roth is in that, dude. Yeah, your boy Roth. Yeah, your your boy Roth. I really, really enjoyed that movie. That saved. That saved Hulk for all those Marvel yeah. fans. Even fans, like, I'm not a huge Hulk fan. Like, I don't understand. Eh, Hulk. Like, what? <laughs> what is this? He's a big green guy. Like, cool. It's like Dr. Okay. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like, cool. Like, I'm not a huge fan. I'm not saying that he's a shitty character. That's not what I'm saying, guys. Dude, I'm okay. just saying well, I I'm never gonna, got into him. I'm just going to say, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is pretty fucking awesome. Just, that is cool, but I didn't know yeah. about Hulk until I was until I saw Eric Banner's Incredible Hulk. Okay. And I, was right. like, I was like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> so I mean like I'm really interested in a Hulk guys now like hell yeah that saved the Hulk for me yeah I actually walked out of that movie surprised at how much I liked it I walked out and I was like I really liked that movie <laughs> and then you see like Tony Stark has a cameo at the end yeah. which by the way talking about characters that people like did a, an actor make a character likable just so everybody knows like uh, the last Marvel comic I read was Marvel Civil War and during that was uh, that comic book series was when Iron Man the movie came out back in 2007, 2008. Eight, I believe. And around that time. And everyone hated Iron Man in the comic books. Hated him. I liked Iron Man uh, because I remember you used to watch the, the cartoon uh, oh, when he had yeah. this little pencil mustache and a long mullet. <laughs> I totally forgot about and the, that cartoon, the, And the theme song was, Ah! am iron man and then he was like he took a hammer that was attached to some machine and he's just like hammering something and, and and the music's just like super 90s dude i have an action figure of that loved guy that show. <laughs> dude that was awesome and you can snap on all the armor plates anyway i digress Get, uh like people in the uh in the comic book community hated iron man and and uh and robert downey jr came in and was like now iron man is like a front runner of the not only the Marvel universe but just superheroes yeah. in general, he's a front runner, oh, yeah. uh, and is like a huge icon in not just uh like in, in just like comic book and superhero uh like he was definitely not like a top ten character no, I think no, before no, no. the movie and like Robert Downey Jr. brought that Absolutely. he saved it he saved that character same thing what he what he what Robert Downey Jr. I'm kind of going away from superheroes right now but just for a second. Same thing that what Robert Downey Jr. did for Sherlock Holmes. Like Sherlock Holmes, when I read the books in like elementary school, I was like, "This is this is kind of boring. Like I don't understand. <laughs> this is not somebody I want to read about for like twelve books." Like, I, 
Nope, not doesn't do it for me. You seem to be in the minority because it was really popular. I just, I there are twelve books. Yeah, I, don't, I don't, I don't. You're not wrong. <laughs> I don't think Sherlock Holmes in the books is nearly as interesting as. One must not take this personally. You're like, and it's like slow mo, and you're like, it's also a Guy Ritchie film. So Guy I mean, Ritchie, but like, it's yeah. still. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, Those fight scenes were gun. He's like, <laughs> hands in the gun. Don't miss. Like, and he just, <laughs> he's like covered in like makeup and a girl's yeah, outfit. Yeah. Like, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody could have done what Robert Downey Jr. Nope. did with that character. He also does like one of the best British accents I think I've heard for an American. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most Americans don't nail it. Uh, I, I, it sounds convincing to me. British people. Does it sound good to sound you? Off. Does it sound good to you? Sound off, British people. No. Does it sound good? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Keep going. Well, what about uh, Tyrion Lannister? Oh. I, I would even, like, I love him and I love his performance, but I would argue that his his accent is not perfect. It isn't. You're at, right. At, at, times, at times, it does feel forced. That's not also f- in a world where Britain doesn't exist. Yeah, that's true. Um, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but, so it's uh, its own world. <laughs> But I mean, you you clearly know what they're yeah. alluding to. No, of course. Which, by the way, like Tyrion Lannister is freaking amazing, and 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 uh, Peter Dinklage is amazing Dude, in that role. So good. I'm just like he does a great British accent, but I think like when I hear Robert Downey Jr.'s accent, if I close my eyes, I don't see Robert Downey Jr. I see a a very high class, yeah. sophisticated Britishman. <laughs> Britishman <laughs> like Spiderman. Britsman, uh, Spiderman. What about Henry Cavill's British accent? Oh, dude, he's. Wait a second. That's Wait a second. That's definitely, he's got an American accent. But hey, nice try. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that was good. I was you almost you had me. He is British. He almost had me. Dude, he got so ridiculously buff. For Dude, remember Super- when he walked out? Because look, you guys, I just want to let you know beforehand, I was like, okay, Henry Cavill is a big guy. He didn't get that big for, for oh my god! I remember. Yeah, Tony was like, Tony was like, uh, we no, were like, he yeah, was, he Henry like Cavill, thirty pounds. Henry Cavill yeah, is Superman. Dude, pounds. He looks giant, and and Tony's like, mm, he doesn't look that big, dude. He looks kind of skinny, if you ask me. And we were like, uh, dude, I don't know about <laughs> we that. We were doing okay. We were doing this at the meal before we watched. We went to the premiere of Man of Steel, and like that scene where he's walking off the beach after he saved those those oil guys from the burning building in the middle of the ocean. And he walked out. And dude, you mean the burning like, oil rig? Yeah, yeah. My like, bad. My bad, guys. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Uh, he walks out and is like trying to find clothes, basically. And I remember, like, it was a basic like expression from every single person in that packed ass theater. By the way, that I might add, that was just like. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Literally, single, all the guys yeah. were just tossing their hands up, like, "What the heck, man?" I remember just, that? yeah, dude. Everybody was just like, "Holy monkey balls, uh, dude!" All, all the women, like, simultaneous. S- damn it! Oh my bad. <laughs> Stop <laughs> stealing my jokes. <laughs> Creamed their pants. Wow. Jesus Christ, Jeremy. <laughs> But I was gonna say you could simultaneously just hear the sound of pants panties dropping. Yeah, they were just like they're basically like, oh. <laughs> they did like the Maddie Murphy, the ooh. A, a lot of babies were born that night. Probably. I mean, you mean uh, born nine months later. Nine months conceived. later. Conceived that night. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and blame that one on my face yeah, being no. numb. <laughs> well, that's the dentist. <laughs> Anyways, let's, let's move forward back to, let's move away. Let's move forward. Let's move forward back. Let's move forward back to. Let's forward, go back, back to the future. But what about, since you were talking about Guy Ritchie, and we were talking about Henry Cavill, 
What about Henry Cavill in The Man from Uncle? Dude, super yeah, stoked. Richie, yeah. Dude, it's like the James Bond version from Whoa, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Okay, okay. You realize that in an article that was basically put out after Man of Steel, Henry Cavill finally came out as to why he's been kind of behind the curtain the entire time, and he was actually supposed to be James Bond before Daniel Craig. I don't know if anybody knew huh. that. He was. Did not know that. He is British, and they, he was exactly, physically, exactly what they were looking for, and they backed out of it. Not sure why, but he was like, I did have James Bond in the bag. They probably wanted someone a little bit more I remember. Uh, a little oh, bit more Oh, yes. I remember now. So Henry Cavill had a streak of just bad luck just before he got Man of Steel because he was also in the running for Superman Returns. Exactly. But then Brandon Routh got the, the part. And so he was in the running. He was literally second up with Daniel Craig in the, uh, the running for James, the next James Bond. They went with Daniel Craig because they wanted an older-looking James Bond rather than a, a young, you know, inexperienced one. Well, yeah, he's like, what, uh, at that time they were casting for James Bond? He was, what, like 27, 28? I mean, yeah, yeah, I think he was like exactly. 12. Yeah, he was, he was definitely 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was 12. <clears throat> All right, so the topic that I'm bringing, uh, <clears throat> if you guys could only have two weapons in the zombie apocalypse, what would it be? What would they be? That's a really, really good question, dude. Hmm. You're gonna Two have to weapons. give me some time to okay. uh, to think about this. So whoever wants to go first, I mean, by all okay. means. Uh, a bow and arrow and a machete. Machete. Now, why would you use those two weapons? Because I love archery, first of all, and I was really good at it in high school, so I can pick it up again. Okay. And a machete, just because it's fucking useful. Fact. Uh, fun fact: Danny, for my birthday, or yeah, was it my birthday? No, oh, it, was it was Christmas. Christmas? Christmas for Christmas gave me a machete. Tactical machete. A tactical machete, like double-sided, like serrated edge and then the flat blade on the front. And it was, it's been the most useful gift I've ever gotten. <laughs> I, I literally use it like every week. <laughs> you know what's funny, guys, is I really thought that was going to be a joke gift. Uh, but I like I got it for him, and I was like, I need to get Jeremy something and things that he might use. And I'm like, I got him a cable, a double-sided iPhone cable. And I was like, I need to get him something else. This is a really lame gift. <laughs> and I was like, and then I see on the website they have a tactical machete. And I'm like, you know, Jeremy cuts a lot of stuff. <laughs> Maybe he'll have use for a machete. And sound logic. Lo and behold, it was a good gift. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So you said uh, uh, bow and arrow and tactical machete? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Danny? All right. So if I yes. could have any weapon, yes. shut up. <laughs> if I could have any, shut up. Uh, shut up. Two shut up. If I could have two weapons in the zombie apocalypse, first one I would choose, I think, is a crossbow. Uh, just because it doesn't take as, it takes time to like reload, uh, but it's, uh, I think it's, a more efficient weapon you can still make bolts for it so it's more efficient than like a gun where you run out of bullets you get to find proprietary bullets um for like whatever gun you're you have and then can you pick a crossbow over a bow and arrow why just i'm just asking uh just because uh crossbow is like requires much less work i okay. just aim and fire gotcha. as opposed to pull you're, you're doing a lot more yeah. here yeah. than if you were just boom cool uh so and also, like, a tactical crossbow, I feel like, you know, Dar I want to be like Daryl Dixon. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, Daryl. The second weapon I would choose, and does it matter where we get these weapons? Can I just... I mean, as long as they're not, like, lightsabers. No, no, no. no. <laughs> as long as it's a realistic weapon. Yeah. I would want a traditional 
like Japanese samurai katana, yes. like <laughs> super sharp edge, uh, like what Michonne has, except you know, better. <laughs> uh, just okay. because, like, if it, if it was a zombie apocalypse, like you'd immediately be able to cut off heads. Because, mm. like, I was there was just a scream coming from upstairs. I don't know what that was. Blood curdling scream. Yeah, it was kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's already starting. Yeah, it, it has begun, guys. So it has begun. Uh, so, uh, but like. Uh, uh, like a samurai sword. I was watching uh, Deadliest Warrior, and uh, I, I don't know how like accurate that show is, uh, <laughs> but like you see a samurai cut two and a half pigs in half. Like three pigs lay down, and he sli- in one slash the the blade strikes through two and a half of the pigs. Damn, two full pigs mm-hmm. off of one strike. Wait, I have and a it's question. Like, <clears throat> what? Were these pigs alive? No, no. no. God damn okay. it, no. No, they were not alive. Tony asking, okay. <laughs> Peter would have had a field day <laughs> with Deadliest Warrior. Yeah, dude. Um, Peter Dinklage. But yeah, uh, oh just God. imagine like being able to just like like you have your crossbow for long range, but as soon as they get close, boom, boom. Yeah. Cutting off their heads with a samurai sword. <laughs> How about you, Tonton? I'm gonna second that katana, but I want a shorter one. I want a little bit shorter so I can get it in um, tight situations rather than like Michonne. It's so long. I think situations like that you see it in Kill Bill. When she gets in that motorhome, she can't. They both, they both enemies can't pull out their their katana because it's so long. That's what she said. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And the second one, I'd have to get like um, just a uh, a normal assault rifle with a with a silencer on it, Um, especially like a like an M16. It's quick. um, It's silent. It's it's only like what are we talking about? Like eight pounds. You can reload it very quickly. I mean, honestly, even like a even like an AK-47 with a silencer on it, with a knife at the end of it. AK-47 is less accurate than it is less accurate. But like, you're not trying to be accurate when you're shooting zombies. Yeah, you are. You gotta hit the head. Exactly. You're conserving bullets, man. You are, but you're not. You're not that far away. Whereas like AK-47, if if they're like ten, five to ten, even fifteen feet away. You just want to spray them. Yeah, spray and spray. Yeah. You already have a silencer on, so it's not like oh yeah, I'm gonna attract a bunch of attention. If you if you're good if you're a good marksman with an AK-47 at 15 feet, it's pretty fair to say that you can shoot him in the head every you know two to three bullets. See, I would like to have a gun because that would be fun. But as like my primary weapons, it would have to be the bow and arrow and the machete. Which I picked a machete over a sword or a katana because it's a lot more useful in different ways. Like I could make more arrows if it's I a need. Tool, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you're absolutely right about that. I feel like it's the sharp edge of a, like, uh, you look at a machete and that's a cleaving weapon. Yeah. Like, uh, cause you also got to keep in mind, you're not only defending yourself from zombies, you're also surviving mm-hmm. in yeah. an apocalypse. And with a bone arrow, you can hunt too. Well, you can hunt with crossbows. Well. You know what else you can, you can recycle your ammo. Yeah. yeah you know that's the thing about a crossbow and a bone arrow that yeah. makes them really efficient. And I think like, like... I feel like long term in terms of like if you're trying to fight off and survive against other people, that's where a gun comes in handy because you shoot them in the leg and then yeah. they're pretty much done, mm-hmm. you know? Even like a bat though too, like a baseball bat would be good. Like you're not cutting heads off, mm-hmm. but I mean you could hit a zombie hard enough where they're done. They're, yeah. they're out for the count. We saw that in the beginning of <laughs> season five. Season five. They weren't yeah. hitting zombies either. So, I mean, <laughs> they, they were not hitting yeah. zombies. So I mean even a baseball bat would do good too, I think. Um, Maybe like a baseball bat and like an assault rifle with a silencer. Even 
even like a nine millimeter or like a like a Glock with a silencer and like a baseball bat or a katana would do really well. Word. Cool. I would pick uh I would pick a machete because you can use it as a tool. Uh, and in terms of like a sword will dull over time. I mean, any blade will dull over time, but a machete is still going to be useful regardless of the the sharpness of the blade. I feel like, and I would also probably pick a crossbow because the like exactly the reasons that you gave the the efficiency you're not gonna have to you don't have to do a strain because like if it is zombie apocalypse you're running out of water you're running out of food you might be tired you might not have a lot of so here's the thing about cross winding though. it back might be a problem yeah you have to wind it back every yeah. shot and like you have to spend time to reload it bow and arrow there are techniques you can learn where you can hold your arrows in one hand and do quick draws and just fire off each one by one that that's absolutely true but when you have five zombies coming at you <clears throat> and they're coming at you fast that's why you're like running. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What if you're that's why you also a... have a machete. Yeah, Boy, got that machete. Yeah, uh, it's just like there's circumstances where I'm like, you like, like having to aim, like when you have like the patience to, is a lot easier when you can just hold something up and then pull a trigger and fire, as opposed to like, like. There's a, no, I agree. There's there's also way more force behind a crossbow. I think those bolts. It depends are... on what kind of compound bows and crossbows and like uh, recurve bows you use. But, like, it really just depends on how you use it. Right. Your technique. Because, like, you can still have a recurve bow have the same amount of power as a crossbow. So, it's just... Actually, I changed my mind. I'd pick a bow and arrow over a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, but I still, still, still machete. Honestly, dude, I'm going to stick with my choices. But I'm going to add just a small little accessory to that assault rifle. I'm going to get some, uh, some night vision on that bitch. <laughs> and probably a probably just a red dot scope. Wow, Tony, you're like just get really out there. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yeah. This is all, some, a, Tony is trying rifle. to kill people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, an, an assault rifle with a silencer? Yeah. Kill like, or be killed, my friend. <laughs> wow. Just so you know, silencers wear out Look, too. And so. listen. Listen, zombie apocalypse, look at you look at the Walking Dead and you look at the psychology behind the Walking Dead. It's not about zombies. That is a subplot. Yeah, the right. real plot is what humans do in a position where they're backed up against com- a wall. Complete desperation. Yeah, when they are in desperation, what happens? And that's time and time again we see it. We see it in Lost. We see it in all these other different shows. Breaking Bad. When you're backed up against a wall and a rock in a hard place, what do you do? You get into desperation. The funny thing about Walking Dead is I was just thinking about this last night is that the zombies aren't really a, a like the main threat anymore. They're more of an environmental hazard. Exactly. Like it's uh, man like, versus nature. Yeah. Like, like it really traffic. is nature yeah. now. Uh, it, like it could be like running out of water is is equivalent to zombies or yeah. like drowning zombies. Like it's just an environmental hazard yeah. that season one it them. was like oh crap walkers we can't go there. Season five is like, oh, thank God, it's just walkers. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just walkers, dude. Oh, my God. It's people. They can talk and move and walk and they eat and they things. Think. And they think. They like fire no, back. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, why, that's why I would pick an assault rifle with a scope, a silencer, <laughs> and night vision. What was your geez, Tony. <laughs> A machete. Uh, all you fuckers with your machete. Yeah, dude. A samurai you, no, no, sword. Either, no, I'm sorry. It's a either, fucking useful-ass tool. No, I'm sorry. I, I take it Obviously, I didn't someone say, here I didn't has never had a machete. You, probably, you guys are probably going to be able to decipher <laughs> that. I didn't say a machete. I said, uh, I said a katana, but I want a shorter katana. Katana. What's the name of the smaller ninja katana or sword that doesn't actually exist in? It was never uh, exist. Minitana. 
Okay. Uh, clearly, <laughs> clearly, you don't know, so we're going to move on. Uh, all right, so uh, on the same topic of zombie apocalypse, uh, where would be the first place you guys would go during a zombie apocalypse? Oh, I know exactly where I, I know exactly where I would go. I have a, my best, well, one of my best friends, Dakota. I would go straight to his dad's house because he has time. Long-term or short-term? Uh, I don't know. They have a lot of weapons there, so I would feel very safe. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Until you run out of food and water. We live in the desert. Yeah, no, but that's the first place I would go. I wouldn't, like, find shelter there. I would, like, meet up there and be like, yo. So the question yeah. is the first place you would go. Yeah. Very first. Yeah. Is that, yeah. that's what you asked, no? Yeah, I, I was, I, I, that was wrong phrasing. I, I implied, like, where would you go to hunker down? Like, Got where's you. your safe zone? Got you. Uh, I don't know. I have to think about that one. Yeah, I really Safe don't know. Zone. I know the first place I would go is probably back home to my mom. Yeah, yeah so there's that. That would be the first but thing. But then we – I'd try uh, to meet up with you guys first. Yeah, no, there, there would be – there would be like there's already a list in my head. It'd be uh, – I'd go to the trailer park and get a motorhome and just ride around. Very good, man. Just like <laughs> pull out a gun. Give me your motorhome now or I'm going to kill you. Something like that. I would not do that, guys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There is a list in my head. All right, AK-47 with a silencer and a red dot scope. Hey, look, listen. Shit hits the fan like zombie apocalypse. Your boy is going kind of Nazi on everybody. No, you go ham. Completely, just letting you know, I'm going German in the 1940s. Don't mess with me in my own because I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Just know that. I'm going to call Rick on your ass. Would you try to make your way up north to Alcatraz? Yeah. Just down Alcatraz seems like a super smart yeah. place to go if you can get, a like, boat. get your ass there. Yeah, yeah, get a boat, and then you just I'm on a boat. Sustenance. Yeah, the the <laughs> problem the problem is you need to have like food and water, but like you could come up with filtration, like simple filtration gonna, system for seawater. And then you can uh, yeah, let hunt finish for yeah. fish. I'm gonna finish fish. One, yeah, I'm gonna fi- yeah, you could fish too. That's definitely with Alcatraz. That's kind of a big asset. There's a there's a list in my head that I would be getting in contact with. Obviously, my family, girlfriend, you guys. There'd be of like okay. Obama. Obama. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was just text Obama. Hey, what up, dude? <laughs> hey, hey where are you at? Yeah, man. He's probably on one of those big ships that are uh, gonna be in the ocean. Yeah. If you guys. Have Why are you saying it like it's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yacht like in, one. And then after, like in 2012, you know, because I used to work at a tech school, a tech high school, and that high school is completely gated. And I'm talking like 12 to 16 foot gates. You can't get in without without keys. I know every. You keep the nerds in. Yeah. What? <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. They have water. They have food. They you can hunker down there for at least. I'm ta- I'm thinking like two to three months, and that gives me enough time to bring everybody that. And it's a freaking tech school. It's a high school, so it's huge. Yeah. So like, we can pick an area in that school, hunker down there for a little bit. I've totally thought about this because I had. When you're a custodian and you work two to ten, you definitely have time to think about your that. mind wanders. Yeah, you're like, you're like, wow, this is actually like a really big school and like it's completely guarded. So well, there's actually cameras too, so it's it's pretty it's a pretty good little spot if a zombie apocalypse ever actually happens to go down. Transpires. There's definitely there, every single corner, there's no way you can get in without the entryways, you having keys. I would I would go to the cost corporation. Costco. I would uh, we would we would have to take weapons in and we would take Costco by force because like 
everybody's going to try to get to Costco first. So you're going to let the first people take it. Then you're going to let the second peop- group of people come in and kill them. Then you're going to come in and kill those people. And then once it's kind of mostly fortified, then you have then you have a, a great place to then, go. And then we'll change the name to Hawkco. Hawkco, yes. Oh uh, kill yourself. God. Uh, but like... Uh, those places can be, you know, it's like uh, at least the ones here in Vegas are like brick buildings. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's already fortified. You don't have to worry about it catching on fire or anything, at least from the outside. Um, you can barricade the doors pretty well. Uh, you could probably find a way to get to the roof and then have like a ladder going down. That's how you can uh, you can exit the building. So there's no like ground exits. You just barricade all the ground exits. Um, and uh, yeah. And I, it's really big too. Like you have a lot of room. You got a lot of space. You people can like start making like their own little like homes. Areas, yeah. In uh, in the place you can start like setting up food. You wouldn't want, I think, a group of people that's too large in there. Question: Where do you go to the bathroom in Costco? There's a bathroom in Costco. You're not gonna have running water. Oh, that's true. There's no plumbing. <laughs> uh, well, you probably do it how they did in the old days and have like a little bucket and then throw the it up throw, throw so it just, off the side of the building at yeah. the end of the night hey, just the be off the roof yo yeah oh my okay what about uh airports? i want to go up all the way to the wall and i want to piss what about off airports? the world like you can hunk up in um an air control tower air traffic control tower. oh that's good and yeah. out there those towers are out in like wide open spaces so you have 360 degree visual all around and there's really no places to get backed into a corner it's true but what about food and water and stuff well, like that that's where you would send out people to how big are those air traffic control rooms i'm not sure i think the main towers are fairly large they f- they fit a lot of personnel in there because a lot of a lot of traffic well it also depends on what airport you go to mm-hmm. hmm. yeah food for thought hmm. what about you nolton where would i go um I would definitely try to find my friends first, but like I said, I would go to my buddy Dakota's house because they have a bunch of weapons. At least, at least I can like prepare myself. Prepare yourself. At least I can get. Yeah, exactly. And then I would. Uh... What about a train? Hmm. Like a moving train? A moving train. Just get it running, kind of like in Snowpiercer. If you guys have ever seen Snowpiercer, yeah, they uh, kept a train running through a snow apocalypse, mm-hmm. and that's, that's how they survived. Yeah, and there was like different sections of the train that. Like, it's how, like, how, did like get, little... how did they get fuel for that though? Coal, like you can burn coal and shit. Just keep right. Is that coal? what they did? Like, the... where, where did they get the coal the at? Because I'm sure they've been running in the movie for like what fifty. You years guys saw yeah. this movie and they didn't answer. No, they explained. Explain, yeah, they, they explain did explain it. it. They definitely did explain. I can't remember. Oh, now. it was it was definitely not something real. Yeah. Because at the at the front of the train, there's a big engine that the the head um, the guy who created the train. He created, he invented a fuel source that was renewable, and that's how it ran the train. So, yeah. That young sci fi. That'd be tricky, man. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to definitely. Get a solar powered monorail. Yeah. Solar powered. Is that, is that something that's attainable? Maybe. Okay, here's, here's a good question. Here's a question that nobody ever addresses How long will you be able to make phone calls? Oh, very good. How do I communicate with the people that I love? Yeah. Like, well, like, you know, they always make it seem like in zombie apocalypse movies that the second the apocalypse hits, phones are out. Yeah. Is that really going to happen? Like, I, you know, I wish I could say I understood how cell phone towers and stuff like that works, but I understand there are satellites, satellites and there are towers. So, like, 
how much human interaction is there uh, in that department, Jeremy? Maybe this is this is a topic that we should uh, we should wait till next time. Maybe we, this is something on that a, on a different day. Yeah, the, maybe we should finish this we out. We could literally have a whole session. Yeah, we just could have on a whole zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Was a good, this was a good topic. Noel. Yeah. This is a, yeah, good job, Noel. This is this is something that we could kind of just jump to the next episode with, you know? To be continued. To be continued. Well, I guess that's that then. Sorry for those of you who wanted to see that, uh, hear the answer to that question, because I'll be honest, I did too. But we'll Google it, we'll find out, and we'll come back to you next time. Or maybe, you know, another time. Whatever. <laughs> so, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Hawk Talk. It's Mahawk's Geek Culture Podcast, where we talk about geek stuff, nerdy stuff, and all sorts of awesome. My name is Danny Shepard. You can find me at, on Twitter at Danny Lachep. Uh Tony is at WalkOnTony. Noel is at nola chef and jeremy is at jeremy lee with three y's because he is that cool uh if you want to <laughs> uh, get in contact with us you can send us an email on our uh email uh, <laughs> that's uh, ismahawk at gmail.com if you want to contact us uh ask us a question uh whatever send us an email there also make sure to like our facebook fa- page facebook.com slash ismahawk and uh yeah and if you guys have any questions comments concerns uh, if you guys would like us to answer any questions or talk about any specific topic on the show uh feel free to leave a message or comment um i think that's it nope there's something else there's something else there that i need to plug oh don't forget to share the video (laughs) because it helps us out immensely when you share the videos so uh, or also you can download the uh, the podcast on our SoundCloud. That's uh, soundcloud.com slash ismahawk1 because Jeremy currently has ismahawk and won't release the name to me. So everybody tweet at Jeremy and tell him to give me the freaking name. <laughs> That's true. So I can use ismahawk, just ismahawk, as our SoundCloud name. Okay. Until next time, guys. We'll see you next time. That young. That young. That young. Youngness.